So I was out of the country this last week, and yesterday I returned home. I had the 6 p.m. mass, and the original plan was arrive in O'Hare from Dublin at 2, be able to go home, kind of just catch my breath a little bit, get ready, and then come down for mass. Well, I'd send a text to Monsignor, you know, my flight in Dublin was delayed, and then I left, and he was freaking out. He's like, do I have the mass? Is he going to get here or not? So I finally get back, and I arrived about 3.30. He's like, all right, here we go. Send him a text. No other delays. I'll be able to make it. But then, because we were late, the whole baggage claim, like 40 minutes to get bags, and I sent a text, there's been further delay. And I just let him sit on a little bit. I knew I was gonna make it. So I come streaming down here from O'Hare, got in about to like 5.45, Ken went straight in the back, Monsignor's sitting out there like, where is this guy? Is he gonna make it or not? Can't trust these new priests, but I made it. It was fine. You gotta let the pastor sweat it out a little bit. Keeps him on his toes a little. So as much as I'd love to say I was on a, like a vacation, which it was, or, or golfing, I was in Scotland. I was actually at an ordination. I studied three years in Rome and one of my best friends over there, Father Mark, is now Father Mark, for a diocese just south of Glasgow. And it was, it was really, it was beautiful to be able to be there now just five weeks after my ordination to be able to, there's a part in the right where the, after the bishop puts his hands on the soon-to-be priest, all the priests present put their hands and kind of lay their hands on, on the priest. And just to be there for a good friend of mine, there was another one of our friends from Australia that we're very good, close friends with. There are priests from California, Ireland, England, Texas, and of course, Scotland. So great to get the band back together and didn't realize how little I missed them razzing me all the time. But uh, no, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip. Beautiful to see the faith in Scotland to be inspired by people who love the Lord in other parts of the country. And yeah, you really just get to appreciate, we're here, we're here in St. Charles, but there's, there's people going to mass all over the world. All over the world, there's people proclaiming the gospel, going out, doing what our Lord talks about here. And it was, it was very beautiful as we kind of just talked about what it's like to be a priest, what it's like, similars and, and not similar things about our different lives in parish. And, it really made me feel just so blessed to be a part of this parish and what we have going on in the Diocese of Rockford. Uh, obviously, no parish is perfect. We're trying to grow. We're trying to grow closer to Christ together, but we have a pretty good thing going here in St. Patrick's and St. Charles. And I felt like a, like a parent bragging about their children, talking about the beautiful aspects of our parish from the school to the different ministries that we have uh, here at St. Pat's. It was wonderful to, to share with them what it's like to be a priest here in the Diocese of Rockford, here at St. Patrick's and St. Charles. And one conversation that really struck me, uh, most of the Catholics in Scotland are ultimately from Ireland. Uh, so it's very, very Irish, lots of songs, the festivities. But I was talking to my friend's aunt uh, from Donegal, and she was just sharing about the faith in Ireland right now. And much like here, you know, there's been some scandals in the church, but it's really hit Ireland hard. And obviously this is, you know, St. Patrick's, but really the church in America, I don't know if you realize this, we owe a, a, great, a great debt to Ireland. They sent so many priests over here in the first couple hundred years of our church, in the times when it wasn't that easy. It's never easy to be a Catholic, but at that time it was not easy at all to be a Catholic. And you think of the great priests like Bishop John Dagger Hughes in New York and all the way up now to like, 
Archbishop Dolan, and these are bishops of New York, but all over the country, the priest of Ireland really gave their lives to build up the faith here in America. And obviously there were other countries as well, but Ireland in particular was very, very special um, for us. And we, we need to be thankful and we need to pray for Ireland because they're struggling right now. What we have here in this vibrant parish community, it's not exactly the case in every part of the world. And yes, there's remnants in towns here and there and beautiful parishes, but church is suffering in parts of the world. And we talk about it in the Eucharistic prayer for the church coming together in, in, the, in the Eucharist, the sacrament of the Eucharist. We're, we need to continue to pray, yes, for our own community, but also for them. So as she was kind of just really opening the sadness of her hearts about the church of her homeland, the words that came to mind were John Paul's words at, at World Youth Day, be not afraid. Be not afraid. And, and what does that mean? And as I read this gospel, it really struck out to me that, you know, the same going out that our Lord had these 72 two by two, it applies to us the exact same way. Our Lord had to go out and spread the gospel. Brothers and sisters, that urgent call is for us as well. If we took five, 10, 25 years off, a whole generation would miss out on the gospel. Just a few decades, the faith would be dead. It's been handed to us and we hand it on as well. For over 2,000 years, the gospel message has been bringing light to people in the world through people like you and me. And, and today's gospel is a call for each and every one of us to participate in that. I think of the beautiful sacrament of baptism when the parents ask, or they're asked, do you take on the responsibility to pass on the faith to your children? Say, I do. This understanding that the family unit is the most important teachers of the faith, that mothers and fathers have this great responsibility to pass on the faith to their children. And this is not just alone with them. We come together through the priest, through the people, through the activities of the parish. It's a whole team working together to pass on the faith. And then that's just us. We're called to go out into the whole world. You think about it, like this Tuesday, Monsignor Deutsch will be installed as the pastor of this parish. The parish boundaries, he does not only have to you know, worry about the souls of you and I as his members, but every soul in the parish boundary of this parish, he's responsible for that. We're responsible for going out and telling others about Christ. We're responsible for going out and allowing that joy in our, in our hearts to be known to those around us at work, our friends, just bypassers that providentially enter our life. And we all have those moments. We all have those moments when we're called to either say yes to Christ or to turn away. And in those moments, be not afraid. It could be something as simple as being at Portillo's, getting a hot dog. Are you gonna say grace? Are you gonna make the sign of the cross? What is someone gonna think? What if someone judges me? Good, that's all right. It's good to be known that you're a Christian. People should know you're Catholic. And if they don't, we'll talk about it after mass. But brothers and sisters, this is something that is, is foundational to our faith. We wear the sign of the cross. St. Paul says in the second reading, I boast in nothing 
but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This sign that was once the most humiliating death is now salvation for all. The great joy that each of us have, knowing that because God became man and died on the cross, we now have eternal life. That is the good news. That is what should be shining forth in our life every single day. And I'm so blessed and inspired by many of you who do this, who do this, who wear Christ on your sleeves, who talk to people about their faith, who are not afraid when maybe matters that are not fun to talk about, uh, the teachings of the church, you do talk about them. You do defend our Lord. You do share that good news. But maybe some of you are sitting there right now saying, you know, Mass isn't the center of my week. Yeah, I'm here, but I don't really get a whole lot of Mass, if you will. I don't really think that I take advantage of the opportunities to talk about my faith when the Lord presents them to me. All right. That's all of us in a certain respect. There's never just, boom, I'm there. We're all growing together. We're all helping each other as a parish community, as the body of Christ, the entire world being sons and daughters of God, helping each other grow closer to Christ. There is no individual, singular, personal faith. We're all in this together. And we're either going closer to Christ or away. There's no just like, boom, boom, right there. No. And I hope we're growing together because the other one, that's not fun to think about. So, be encouraged. Know that there's a lot of beautiful things going on in this community, but be challenged as well. The Lord is asking us to take that next step, to, to take the opportunities to talk about the faith and to trust that it's not us, right? As he says, I've given you the power. Christ has given you the power through the sacraments, through your personal prayer life, through being built up by the prayers of this community. The Holy Spirit is working through you. So brothers and sisters, be not afraid. Be not afraid to be that disciple of Christ that God is calling you to be. Be not afraid to be the saint the church needs you to be.